We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Root of His Radio Weekly Recap, where I, your host, Kyle Dvorak, find me on Twitter at FFKyleTheKid, take you on a tour through the last week in Root of His podcasting, featuring clips from some of your favorite shows. This week, we got an awesome slate of Dynasty stuff, DFS stuff. It's all going on here. For those of you who don't know, Root of His is a sports data and analytics site with over 1,000 articles per year and over a dozen apps geared towards winning you fantasy championships and taking down those DFS tournaments. For an exclusive listener's only 30% discount, go to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast to check out the site. The first clip of the week comes to you courtesy of On the Daily, where Matt Lamarca, Matt Jones, and Anthony Amico break down the DFS slate every week. This week, I have them talking about the distinct Tier 1 running back plays and how to navigate them in cash. Have a listen. But we do have a $9,300 Christian McCaffrey, uh, Zeke, Baquan, Kamara. They're all over 8K as well. Who's your favorite of this bunch? And do you think one of these backs are going to be necessary this week in cash? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that this is probably like a similar situation to the, um, you know, the, uh, how we're looking at the top end quarterbacks this this week. Sure. Um, I don't really think that you could tell me a story to say like, oh, I'm definitely like full fading any of these guys. Um McCaffrey is like legitimately the perfect running back from like a, a production standpoint, just f- just because it's so his production profile is like so flat that like you can you can bank on some yards 
from on the ground, some receiving yards, some receptions, and now he's scoring touchdowns like crazy. Like right. he's scored um what 10 of his 11 touchdowns have come since week eight. So you're looking at a guy who's finally finding the end zone, and that was the only knock for him, right? Um, and I think heading into last week, he was like he would have been wide receiver like 18 or 19 just on his receiving alone. So 9,300, I think, kind of makes sense with no girly on the slate this week. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can fit him in cash for sure, because we're going to talk about uh, like a trio of running backs in a minute that are super cheap, that are all worth um, that are all worth consideration in cash. So I think you could definitely get up to him um, if you want to. And... I mean, we've seen his ceiling. He went off for like, what, 52 points or something ridiculous a few weeks ago. Um, Yeah. So why not? Um, Saquon is still like the most game script independent running back that we've seen in a long time. Um, He's going to be involved no matter what. And I think Zeke is in a great spot um, as well. So... Yeah, I, I'm. If I had to say, like, I'm a little lower, it would be Kamara. I think if it's a if it's a sloppy game, maybe it turns into a little bit more of an Ingram game. Um, but that remains to be seen. Like, I just feel more confident about the top three and Kamara. Yeah. So I actually i I feel like the I feel like Kamara is the best. Kamara, Kamara. I just I, I'd say different every time I'm here. He it to, is to me like the best tournament play of this group. Cause I, I really do think that most of the ownership is going to get sucked to the top three guys. Yeah. Uh, and the bucks are just terrible. Like they've given up on average over 150 total yards to running backs, er, yeah. you know, just getting back to like week eight, like they've just been a, a disaster against running backs. And yeah, I guess the weather maybe will be a factor, but I just feel like Kamara has like so much upside week to week. And uh, now he's facing like just the best, in my opinion, the best matchup for opposing running backs in the whole league. So uh, I am super, super leaning on Kamara in tournaments. In cash, it's really tough because I think that all four of these guys could be the right play, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of teams this week where like people pay down at two running backs and they only pick one of these guys, and like who you pick is going to be the difference. I think if I had to pick one. Which I think we all will. I think if we're playing cash as we were picking one, I'm going with Barkley, just because I think he's the perfect blend of everything. Um, the receiving work is almost identical to McCaffrey, mm-hmm. and the Redskins are terrible against the run. I mean, not to be like super on team watch the games, but like the Eagles were just dicing up Washington the other day. Just wanted to make even more of a fine point on how stark Alvin Kamara's season is when you look at with and without Mark Ingram. This season, Alvin Kamara averages 24.8 points per game, and then he's played 12 games. You look at with and without Mark Ingram, 8 games with Mark Ingram, 19 PPR points per game, 4 games without Mark Ingram, 32.7 PPR points per game, looking at the Road of His Game Splits app. And then when you look at the volume, surprisingly, rush attempts almost the exact same, 13.1 with Mark Ingram, 13.75 without, borderline negligible. That really doesn't have a large impact. Then you look at his targets, 4.62 with Mark Ingram, 11.75 without. And then you consider if you're playing him on DraftKings, the value of a single target is worth so much more in terms of expected PPR points compared to a rush attempt. That's how you get 
a 13, over a 13 point disparity even in PPR points per game with and without Mark Ingram. When Mark Ingram is in the lineup, Alan Kamara returns to what looks like a just a committee back based on volume alone, but he's hyper efficient. He's still averaging 19 PPR points per game and scoring one touchdown per game with Mark Ingram in the lineup. And like Anthony said, the matchup against Tampa Bay is so juicy this week. You have to be playing him, but I'm only targeting him in tournament lineups. The the value you get by paying up a few hundred dollars more for a Saquon Barkley or an Ezekiel Elliott based on the volume they're getting is so great compared to Alvin Kamara. The floor just isn't there when you don't have that volume. In a game that can end up, like he said, being sloppy. I know it's supposed to be a rainy game. We could see some bad weather conditions, bad field conditions. If you're spending that much money on a running back, why not spend a few hundred dollars more and get an insane leap in volume, an insane leap in floor? With that being said, obviously, still love them in tournaments. The next clip comes to you courtesy of Rotoviz Overtime, where Sean Siegel and Colm Kelly are talking about some broader roster construction techniques that have worked this year. And spoiler alert, a lot of them have worked because of the offensive boom. It's a great conversation. Here it is. That team has the double tight end. What we've seen with this 2018 season, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, give you this huge advantage. If you have them both in a best ball league, then it becomes this gigantic, gigantic advantage. And again, the, the advantage that zero running back gives you is this super lineup at the other positions that doesn't even necessarily need the very elite running backs to work. So in this particular league, I've got uh, just straightforward busts and Ronald Jones and Jamal Williams. And then I've got guys who are putting up just enough points to get the job done in Tevin Coleman, Chris Carson, and Austin Eckler. And so we see that a variety of lineup constructions can work. And I think that's what has made 2018 so fun is that you could get there in a variety of different ways, as opposed to people coming out and having just these sort of cherry picked season or situation where they can say well only this worked this year or only this worked this year and that's because it's it always is the only thing that works or is the only thing that's smart and this season it has shown that that's not the case and so i i have really enjoyed how it's played out are there some guys in this group of 12 who are in the top 24 or just in general that you have been excited about that you have on some of your teams or guys that you really lament having taken perhaps like a ronald jones uh well i, I didn't take many of the, i actually didn't take any of the rookies this year i did end up with some jabal williams but he was a little bit lower down so i wouldn't put him in that top list but i have quite a bit of james connor uh, any league that i took uh levy on bell i, I uh, like I, I think if you look back now anyone that drafted bell and didn't draft connor and those kind of you know and the nearly in the 20th round or after uh, that was a really bad decision all around so he's somebody who even in the leagues i didn't take bell i was taking him a couple of rounds early just because i thought if anything happened to bell in the way he's used that uh, it would give that opportunity so him james white was another one i had white and barkhead and a lot of teams obviously barkhead's been out injured for quite some time did come back this week but james white is helping me in a lot of leagues and uh, one player I wish I did have more of that I've really enjoyed watching I've used in DFS over the last couple of weeks is Philip Lindsay so no doubt when we get into looking at next season some of these guys I think James White's probably another one that still won't get the the kind of respect he deserves probably will still go in the you know closer to the 10th round than he will to the the fourth round so it's gonna be interesting to see how these start to shake out as we look ahead to next season but uh white and connor have been two that i've really enjoyed watching this season and i just like watching uh white just for his you know pass catching ability very exciting but Lindsay, i would think 
just talking about running backs that were in that mold earlier uh, this offseason he has been somebody whose development has been has been truly exciting to watch and I think too, it, you know, it, it it is fun at this time for us because if you are a Rotoviz subscriber, these guys were all people we talked about, you know, on the site in the various articles. Lindsay, you know, again, I mentioned that great work from Blair, but he was on the the watch list for the zero running back candidates. And so, you know, if you had him there and you either drafted him in the twentieth round, if maybe you were in a later draft, if you're in a sixteen roster spot format, then you were grabbing him after week one because you knew to make him your priority. We talked about how Connor was one of those handcuffs you should look at because he could finish as a running back one if uh, something happened with Bell. Uh, perhaps probably thinking in terms of of an injury because as many people have pointed out what bell has done this year and holding out has made absolutely no sense in terms of his career his uh finances all of that kind of thing i want to drop a few stats on why it's been so easy to construct your successful fantasy rosters in a variety of ways first i have to remind you that if you want to support this show and all of the shows that we have on this network we're dropping over 10 episodes a week if you want to do so, go to patreon.com forward slash rotavizradio. Subbing to our Patreon gets you access to the exclusive community of awesome hosts and listeners we have going on over at Patreon. And obviously it gives you access to the Sunday morning Rotoviz live shows. Every Sunday morning before kickoff, you can get those last start sit advice, that last tournament pivot, all your injury updates, and it's all going on at patreon.com forward slash rotavizradio. If you want to support all the shows you hear on Radio, that's where you're going to do it. So, the NFL offense this year, setting highs across the league in passing touchdowns per game, passing yards per game, completions per game. Passing is up, obviously. Even though passing attempts, only the fourth highest we've ever seen in the NFL, compared to all those other things I mentioned being the highest we've ever seen in the NFL. Then you think, oh, well, maybe running backs aren't doing as well. Not necessarily true. Rush attempts per game, as low as it's ever been, really. But rushing yards per game hasn't been this high in five years we're seeing an unprecedented efficiency by our running backs. 4.4 yards per carry by running backs is the highest it's ever been. So despite the rush attempt being so low, we are still seeing that running backs can get by by playing on efficient offenses and averaging insane yards per carry. In addition to that, 0.8 rushing touchdowns per game is the exact same as we've seen throughout the modern era of the NFL. Looking at your average drive, NFL teams have never been this efficient on a per-drive basis. They're averaging 31.8 yards per drive and 2 points per drive. Both of those are highs in the NFL throughout its history. And because of this, no matter if you're playing a guy like Philip Lindsay, who isn't averaging as many attempts per game but is hyper-efficient, or if you're playing a guy like Todd Gurley, you can get production from the running back position. And in terms of receiving... Receivers are great this year. Passing is as good as it's ever been. Obviously, you can still get your awesome receivers. This just goes to speak to the ability to construct your roster in so many successful ways. Unlike years past where we've had the running back apocalypse or the wide receiver apocalypse where there was really one set in stone way to construct your roster, 2018 truly has been a blessing for fantasy. The next clip comes to you courtesy of the Fantasy Football Report where Hassan Rahim and Blair Andrews have a guest on each week to break down the past week in NFL football. Here it is. Yeah, uh, it was a really weird game to see them lose to Arizona. They did work in Jamal Williams a little bit. I was hoping for a big game from Aaron Jones. Ah. Do you think this is a sign of things to come, or, uh, you know, what's the deal with the running backs? 
You know, I I can't for the life of me make that out, and I'm really hoping that that's a McCarthy thing that they start going away from too, because it, it's become clear. And I I had been a a Ty Montgomery truther until he got traded, um, but it's it's very clear that Aaron Jones is the we're we're talking about most efficient in the backfield. Aaron Jones is the most efficient running back in that backfield. He's going to give them the most explosion per time that he's out on the field, you know, and I, I think I was listening to um, JJ Zacharyson and Denny Carter on the living the stream podcast. And they were talking about, you know, every, a lot of people like relying on, uh, Oh, Jamal Williams is a great pass blocker. Okay. Well, that doesn't really help you in a league where you want to be passing on third down. Great. Like you're not, you don't want to have to leave your running back in on pass protection. Then you've got bigger problems. So Jamal Williams basically splitting snaps with Aaron Jones today is super ugly. And I really hope that that was the last dying gasp of McCarthy's backwards offensive tendencies. Yeah, just whatever stops this offense from like uh, really sapping away. Like really, the like Mike McCarthy has been kryptonite to Aaron Rodgers Superman. And it's been really frustrating watching that this entire season. It just, ugh. Hopefully uh, this offense manages to somehow get back on track and they're uh, actually going to spend a little bit of, of draft capital or look to actually bring in a couple of uh, other big name or uh, big name free agents. Uh, you know, this receiving core is just not getting it done. Unfortunately, outside of Adams, you've got a couple of rookies and little else. Yeah, and and they just the rookies are just not up to speed with the kind of sandlot football that Rodgers likes to play. I mean, this is this is something that's definitely not super quantifiable it's it's definitely more of a tape thing but you know Rodgers is at his best when the play breaks down and that's not you you watch these you know you know watch Valdez Scantling and St. Brown and they run through their routes and then they kind of stop and don't exactly know what to do next and that's gonna take a lot of reps and hopefully it's stuff like that that they start working through at the end of this lost season because it is that you know, if Rodgers is put in a box, that is not where his his tendencies allow him to function best. And having those receivers not know what to do puts him in a box as well. So hopefully that's that's a process they start going through. I did also want to just throw in here, uh, speaking of that that beautiful spread, that 14-point spread that we were favored by, um, there, there have been 246 games where a team was favored uh since since the nfl merger where a team was favored by 14 points or more that the nfl merger was 1970 so almost 50 years ago now uh only 11 percent of those teams favored by two scores or more lost wow that's 20 27 teams and that includes my beloved green bay packers proud to enter such rare company <laughs> Certainly a historic performance. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) That brings us to our final clip of the week, coming to you courtesy of the Road of His Mailbag, where Jeremy Hart has on a different guest every week, asking them questions ranging from cash lineup construction to the worst purchase they've ever made. This week, it's Derek Brown talking about how he's attacking the main slate of DFS this week, considering how many great options there are to pay up and to pay down on the slate. Have a listen. 
Even with 13 games on the main slate, it seems even harder to narrow down a cash pool this week where you starting at each of the main positions. So I'm assuming this question came in a little bit more early week as opposed to midweek because now it's like, you know, how do you deviate? from the chalk, right? Because, I mean, you're looking at a lineup build where you're you're paying up for at least one of these running backs. You're taking one of these value guys. I mean, just go ahead and, and put Cortland Sutton into your lineup as, as a block at the very least right now. And so, yeah, I mean, it, where I'm tending to deviate is because we talked a little bit about most paying up at tight end now because you can – but, I mean, I'm of the mindset here, Derek, that now because of all this value, I just – just give me McCaffrey and give me Barkley. I just want those two guys, and then I'll likely – I know I'll end up on Wilson or Samuel, likely the projectable volume with Wilson. And then, of course, you're putting in Sutton, and then, well, Godwin's still fairly cheap, and then Keenan Allen is going to get all the targets in the world for crying out loud in this new setup. And, I mean, like the, the cash lineup just built itself and let everybody else make mistakes. Yeah, so I think a lot for the cash, I, I, I'm starting with, uh, you know, you always start with your player pool, and I love to see how my player pool starts at the beginning of the week, and as injury stuff and things change, how it kind of slowly narrows down. So a lot of the quarterbacks I like, I think the one that I'm kind of gravitating to the most is Andrew Luck, and a lot of people are going to say, what? So I, I think that he's both viable in cash because of price and the floor, as well as GPP, because people are going to say, well, he didn't score, and he sucked last week, so why in the hell are you going to trust him? The guy had such a high projectable floor, and the last time these two teams met, he went over 400 yards and four touchdowns, as well as you look at the other weapons around him, and it's just set up for success. Houston's terrible against tight ends, and T.Y. Hilton has absolutely owned the Texans. Is Earlier this year, above 100 yards. His entire career, I think uh, six of his 13 games he's played in his career versus the Texans, above 100 yards, and a lot of those are like slate-breaker weeks. So that's probably where I'm going a lot in cash. Uh, the other guy that, yeah, you talked about Cortland Sutton. He is going to be so chalky, and I I don't disagree this week. I mean, he's I told somebody the other day that he's probably a, a Kenny Galladay light. Uh, the, the Broncos have to go to one person as of right now, and I think the matchup lends that they can do that and probably still be successful because he's probably not going to see Richard Sherman a whole lot. He's going to see more Witherspoon, and if they throw him in the slot a little bit, Quan Williams and the size advantage on both of those guys is great. So I agree that I'm probably stacking a lot of my lineups with two big running backs. With you going Barkley, I love Zeke this week. He's he's going to smash the Eagles. Their run defense has just fallen off. Wilson's a lock for me. I think I'm probably going to go the, uh, the route of paying up at tight end, and if I'm doing so, it's probably going to be Kelsey and uh, Ebron is probably my short list of tight ends. And Kelsey's probably going to go low on because people are going to see the Ravens or they're going to say, I don't want to pay the price for it. So that that's kind of where I'm building. If I'm going contrarian, uh, I do like the uh, Packers and uh, Falcons game a whole lot. I mm-hmm. think that everybody's off of Aaron Rodgers. I think that you could run that, stack that game a whole lot. There's so much contrarian picks between Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Julio didn't do anything last week, and Devontae Adams has been bankable, so you can just throw cheap options around all of them. That will bring us to a 
close this week, but before I go, I want to remind you, rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for your 30% discount and patreon.com forward slash rotavizradio. Even when the season's over, we won't be done. We'll be having awesome content coming out all off season. You can support that by going to patreon.com forward slash rotavizradio. I've been your host, Kyle Dvorak. Find me on Twitter at FFKyleKid. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Now through Monday, get a huge 50% off the styles you need now with 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, 50% off. Jeans start at 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Want fashion in a flash? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Hurry, the sale ends Monday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 829 to 9-2 excludes in-store clearance, jumpsuits, rompers, bubbles, active license, and men's package tees. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.